And uh, I'm going to go ahead and let you be seated this morning. I'm so excited to have with us a friend of Starkville Church of God. It's been a few years since he's been here, uh, but we're so glad to have him back. Uh, back in my college days at Lee University, I worked uh, at the Church of God headquarters in a couple different offices, but I worked for two years in the World Missions Department. And uh, Brother Hong was a missions rep at that time and got to know him. And uh, Calvin and I would go to the warehouse. That, and I believe some, from I believe the Romeros, I don't know who else here, probably took some of those Bibles, hid them in your suitcases. And uh, so before they got to y'all, they came through me and Calvin, and we had to ship them uh, from from Cleveland to everybody that would travel with him, and we're so thankful for what God is doing in his life, and he's here to share with you. Would you welcome back to Starkville Church of God, Dr. Hong Yang, this morning. Praise the Lord. How many can say praise the Lord? This is the day, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. What a wonderful time to come back after so many years. I truly pray for you often and thank God for new, fresh, strong, victorious leadership and a hand of appreciation to Pastor and Sister Laughlin. Amen. God bless you and use you for his glory. Amen. Truly, I, I, I heard the word I agree with Pastor. The word is greater. Greater. Your problem may be great, but your God is greater because greater is he who lives in us than he that is in this world. And his name is Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He the first and the last. He the beginning and the end. He the Alpha and Omega and the author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. And he is the bondage breaker. He is the wounded healer. He is the light in the darkness. And he is the promise keeper and the way maker and a miracle worker. Put your hands together and praise the Lord. And he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. So make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All ye people, serve the Lord not with sadness or badness or madness. Serve the Lord with what? Gladness. And the invitation is come. And come before his presence with joyful song. Just like you all did. We sing because we know him. Because Psalm 100 continues to say, For know ye that the Lord, he is God. And it is he who has made us and not we ourselves. And do you know you will never know who you are until you know whose you are? And the next verse says, Psalm 103, For we are capital H. We are his people. Sheep of his pasture. Flocks of his hand. So when you know your identity through your daily intimacy, then you have the liberty and the divine authority to what? To enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart and into his courts with praise and praise and more praise. Hallelujah. For the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. More praises go up. More presence comes down. And Psalm 16, 11 says, in his presence, nowhere else, in his presence is there the fullness of joy. And the joy of the Lord, Nicodemus, uh, I mean, uh, uh, the Bible says, is our strength. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Uh -huh. Nehemiah. Amen. And I thank God for this wonderful day. Amen. After seven years, I always remember you in prayer, always in touch with some of you. And so thankful that my good friend. About 20 years now, you know, in mission and lead days. And, and I had a privilege of preaching for pastor and sister offering in Illinois several times, you know. And the Romero, thank you for your hospitality. It's a great, great honor, great joy to partner with you. You know, I had the privilege of coming to you in the fall of 93. 
with Stephen Joe McCullough. And I continue with Pastor and Sister Linda uh, Anderson, you know, Sister Anderson. And I thank God for your church. Your church, I did not know this, the most diverse international church in the whole church of God in Mississippi. Give the Lord one more praise for that. This is my first time to hear that. Praise God. The more, the merrier. The more, the merrier. Amen. M-O-R-E will be the title of my message. M-O-R-E. Do you know it's also known as the Matthew Effect? Well, several PhD students, and of course I was one before them, but study the three words, Matthew effect, or Google them later in your smartphone, you'll see how many things comes out, and all, all trace back to one verse of the Bible. It came from Matthew 25, 29, said to everyone that already has, more, M-O-R-E, more will be given unto them that they might have what? Abundance. And then this comes to the mission of Jesus in John 10.10. 10. For the devil come to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it what? More abundantly. Hallelujah. More abundance, more victory, more passion, more mission, more souls, more disciples. Amen. The more, the merrier. So Merry Christmas to you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And Jesus even said in John 15, verse 2, every branch that's not bearing fruit, fruit sweet, not bearing fruit, is not even a real fruit sweet, right? Cut and burn. But if the branches are already bearing fruit to everyone that already has, he shall trim it, he shall cut it, prune it, you know, so that he might bear what? More fruit. Wow. And you being evil, Luke eleven thirteen, know how to give good gifts to your children when they ask of you how much more will the Heavenly Father give unto you if you ask Him of the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. So turn with me to the first verse more, First Corinthians chapter 9, verses 19 through 23. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 9, 9 uh, 19 through 23, and it ends with the word more, even the first verse. So I want to focus on that a little bit because God has made you for more, so don't you settle for less. The devil wants you to settle for less, but God has made you for more. You are made for more. Should I call that as the title of our message this morning? Made for more. Made for more and meant for M-O-R-E. And the Bible always says forevermore, more and more. First Thessalonians 4.1, that God will give you more and more wisdom and, 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 and understanding and knowledge. So that nine verses later, First Thessalonians 4.10, that you may do more and more ministries for Jesus. Oh, it's amazing. Here is what it says in the name of the Father. And of the Son and the Holy Spirit, verses 19 through 23 of 1 Corinthians chapter 9. For though I'm free from all men, I have made myself a doulos, a bond slave, servant unto all, that I might win the more. Then the next four examples given. Four examples given in the next four verses. Said to the Jews, I became as a Jew, that I might win the Jews. And to those who are under the law, as under the law. So that I might win, so that, so that, so that, purpose-driven, purpose-driven church, purpose-driven life. So that I may win those who are under the law. Third group, to those who are without the law, I become one as without the law, even though not being without the law towards God, I'm under the law towards Christ. That, that, so that I might win those who are without the law. Now fourth group, to the weak, I became as weak, that I might win, so that I might win the weak. Here is the gospel punchline for world missions. Not only what to do, this is how to do it. A wise man knows what to do, but a wiser man knows, a wiser person knows how to do it. But it takes the wiser to know why we do what we do. 
Amen. It says, I have become all things to all men that by all means, A-L-L, three times, say some. Last verse says, now this I do for the gospel's sake, not for logo, not for, for, for title, not for label, because there are a bunch of idols. No logo, no label, no title for Jesus, for the gospel's sake, that I might, so that, <laughs> purpose, 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 so that I might be partaker of it, but not without you. Can't do it without you. So that's why I'm here to promote missions partnership with, for the Great Commission. And your church certainly has been one since fall of 1993 when I came to see first time Steve and Joe McCullough with several Dalmatians in the backyard. <laughs> several Dalmatians in the back. I remember clearly. And we just came back from the mission field in Latin America. I became a southern Chinese hillbilly Latino from Puerto Rico. <laughs> Amen. And we'll be doing so in two weeks in uh, Panama. Just came back three weeks ago in Peru, started traveling, preaching already, Latin America, and hopefully soon to Asia and even Africa. 26 nations now teaching, preaching the word of God, making disciples in Africa, 26 nations. And by the grace of God, even though I was banned from church, share a little bit of my testimony later, I was banned, unwelcome uh, to go back to my own homeland, China, because of preaching the gospel, jailed, tortured, tormented, caged like a dog, kettle prods, all these other things, and uh, yet... Seven years I couldn't go with the devil meant for evil. Genesis 50, 20. But God. B-O-B-U-T-G-O-D, right? But God meant it for good. And seven years couldn't go, but God would give me sufficient energy and much more resources than I could imagine that I was able to travel to over 115 nations preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and winning souls and making disciples because I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ our Lord, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Amen. Praise God. First and foremost, why we do missions? Because I told you the Chinese proverb, a wise person knows what to do. A wiser person knows how to do it. I become all things to all men that by all means saves them. And it takes wisely to know why we do what we do. Amen? But you think about this. What, how, and why. You know? Praise God. And it takes one to no one. <laughs> As you know, the English American proverb takes one to no one. But I never heard of the gospel since I saw, see so many new faces. I had to give a little highlight, Pastor, if you allow me, uh, of my testimony. I never heard of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'll come to this passage for reasons why we do what we do. Why we do not give up. Why we do not lose heart. Why we do not faint. I challenge you to study 2 Corinthians chapter 4. It starts with, therefore, we do not lose heart. Or do not faint, do not give up. Por que no desmayamos? You know, for you from Ecuador. Por que no desmayamos? Why we do not faint? And it ends with the same thing. Praise God. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Those 18 verses will give you 18 reasons. Unbelievable. Here maybe one or two. There are 18 there. But I'll give you four most powerful in just a few seconds. Born and raised in communist China. Some of you know me better than others. Never, ever heard of the gospel of Jesus until I was 20 years old. First one in my family. And as a result, give it the detail later, going ahead of myself, 
today, all my family of 30-some, all my in-laws' family, my wife's family, 60-some, are all saved, sanctified, and filled by the Holy Spirit. And over a dozen, full-time, over a dozen full-time preachers, Pastor Dennis, preaching the gospel all over China, and even now in Pakistan, India, even Mongolia, and Afghanistan. Praise God. Amen. Many of them work with me, even in the Philippines, Amen. Indonesia. By the way, this is from Indonesia, amen, where the church of God is over 4 million members strong in the largest Muslim nation, in case you don't know. Just praise God. To God be the glory, amen. <laughs> largest church of God in the largest Muslim nation in the world, amen. Praise God. Oh, well, one church over 400,000 members in Jakarta, Indonesia. Praise God. And listen to this. And uh, now in China, still 900 million have never heard the gospel. 900 million is three times as big as the U.S. population of roughly 300 some million, right? I was one among them when I was 20 years old. My wife the same, my girlfriend then. And we were brainwashed and indoctrinated in atheism and communism, which says there is no God. There was no God. There never ever be a God. And it's also based that it's atheism on humanism. For we and we ourselves are, are, are the makers and the masters of our own destiny. See, by the way, that is the first uh, uh, verse of the Chinese communist anthem in China. Total atheism, communism, based also on Darwinism. No God of creation. So they made us believe, even make us feel our monkey tail behind. You know, that, that you are monkeys by evolution, for there is no such a thing as God or creation. Wow. So mama called the doctor. Doctor said, no more monkey jumping on the bed. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You know, that's how we believed because we didn't know anything else, you know. But 1981 was a, a major hurting point for me because my mother died, family uh, broken into pieces, father very abusive. Father was the secretary of the community party. I was already serving a uh, third year as secretary of the youth community party in my region. I served five years as secretary of the youth community party in central China along the Yellow River region from 1979 to third-year college English major, Japanese minor, 83. So I served five years, totally brainwashed and blinded by the darkness and the lies of the devil, which has become rampant even in these United States. I hate to say, don't, don't, don't get me to open that can of worms. Amen. Amen. But there is a much greater evil right there, you know. But 1983, as I was studying in college, English major, in the midst of all my personal family trouble, death of my mother, abuse of the father, hunger and starvation, we would not see meat even in one meal, not even chicken toe, chicken tail, or chicken tongue for two years, you know. Forget our sausage and biscuit and, you know, and everything else, you know, bacon and sausage. And listen, up to 24 months. Not, we were eating elm tree box and willow tree leaves and a many million died of starvation. In my province alone, like Mississippi, called Honan province, which is like a state here, five million some people died of starvation and many rampant cannibalism. As I was growing up, born and raised up in the early 60s. Can you imagine that? All the food went to Vietnam and North Korea to start new communist nations. According to the Russia of the evil empire, Soviet Union, given to Mao Zedong, the dictator. By the way, the new dictator now, he has made himself president or chairman for life. So get ready for some major problem in China, but for the world, it's coming. In 1983, I was in college in the midst of hunger, starvation, family trouble, and, and a parent arranged marriage. 
when they found out that we were dating, cut us off. We didn't listen. We got some kung fu. Whatever, you know. By the way, no Chuck Norris, no Bruce Lee. Don't worry. Amen. Amen. I used to be kung fu now. Too much bacon, cheeseburger, whatever. There's not much kung with this fool now. Amen. Kung fu, you know. But 1983, as I was studying in college, I also, in the midst of my disappointment, and, this, and also getting into drinking, smoking, bad habits, you know. And, and uh, no money, college students. We didn't even have enough money for ramen noodles. For an egg to put in a boiling noodle would be a major upgrade, major treat, you know. Starvation, you know, always hungry. And uh, uh, in the midst of all of this, and I was suicidal. I was drinking, smoking, and no money, stealing. I was even stealing a few years and got a car, pickpocketing, and a beaten black and blue thrown into pigsties. What talking about? Animal cesspools that they collect for fertilizer. So this, with, and I was suicidal, and I was even so full of bitterness and hatred, I even had my little list of hit list of committing a few homicides, homicide, including my dad and a few communist officials before my eventual suicide. So were it not for the gospel that would come to me later, October 83, I would be dead meat. I would not be here. I would be W-O-E, whoa, W-O-E, whoa means dead meat. In Hebrew slang, you know, that woe unto me if I don't preach the gospel. You know, woe. 1983 was turning point because I came across quotations in what I was studying from the Bible. English and American literature was my major, right? Japanese minor. But in my study of English and American books, such as Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol, Jiang Benyang, Pilgrim Progress, among many others, A Scarlet Letter by Nathaniel Hawthorne, one thing in common, among many others that didn't have time to mention, quotation from the Bible. Kiss of Judah, Doubting Thomas, Noah, man, it really got me, and a virgin giving birth to a child, saved her. all this was too fantastic for me, never heard before, never heard, 20 years old, I began to look for the sources of the quotation, said it came from which chapter, which book, within a book called the Holy Bible, yet nobody knew what it was. In the library, in the bookstore, I went everywhere, and nobody knew what a Bible was. So I finally went to my professor, and they said, of course nobody knew. You couldn't find one, or buy one, or borrow one, because it's been banned in China by then over 30 years. Under Mao, 1949 to 1979, not one Bible allowed, not one church allowed. That was many, over 200,000 martyrs in China for the gospel. That's why when we translate the verse, Acts 1.8, ye shall receive dunamis, and ye shall become my maturias. You shall receive power. When, how? When the Holy Ghost come upon you. What is the purpose of this power? So that you will become martyrs for me. That's literally the Greek. I asked my professor, even in the Church of God Seminary, why did French earned you know, French earned Why didn't the translator put, uh, you know, uh, maturias, which means martyrs, into martyrs instead of being witnesses? You know, you shall receive, uh, uh, and uh, he jokingly said, oh, this translator, Bible translator, don't want to scare the American Christians, you know. <laughs> you know? And the same word used, maturias, not only Acts 1.8, Hebrews 12.1. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of maturias, martyrs, because the list before Hebrew 12.1, which would be Hebrew 11, 35 through 38, is a list of them. Brutal, brutal, brutal. Like the modern-day Taliban. I'm telling you, you see the video of executing Christians. Several, so many of our Chinese uh, missionaries had to flee also to Pakistan to be safer from Afghanistan. Just in the past few weeks. Yeah. But 1983, 
I read the Bible. I mean, I read a quotation story from the Bible. In my study of English uh, masterpieces of English American literature, couldn't find the Bible. Professor said, only one you could uh, help you. General Secretary of the Communist Party, whose last name was also the same, Yang, Y-A-N-G, Yang. So I went to him, and I served under him among many other junior youth secretaries. I was one among many. He knew me, and I pleaded with him, and he kicked me out with a warning. This book is contamination, spiritual pollution. It's in China called the opium of the people, like cocaine or marijuana. That'll pollute you. So get out of my office before you get me and yourself in trouble. This is dangerous, spiritual pollution. So I was kicked out a few times. But thank God for Luke 18, the parable of the persistent widow. I, of course, did not know him, but he knew me and loved me ere I knew him, you know, the hymn said. And he gave me a spirit of persistence. Persistence, patience, or perseverance, or just donkey stubbornness. <laughs> Imagine I say, donkey stubbornness is called divine determination. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Depending on how you word it, you know. And I went to him again and again because the more I study English American literature, the more references I encountered from this book called the Holy Bible. Many, many places. All Chinese know the story of the prodigal son, but nobody knows where it came from, even now. All Chinese know because they're so famous. Do you know that's the shortest, the most famous short story ever told in literature is the parable of the prodigal in Luke 15, you know, the loss, the loss of the coin, the loss of the sheep, and the loss of the son. The loss of the son, parable of the prodigal father, prodigal son, is the most famous short story in all world literature. To this day, it's rated. It's rated. I went to him again and again, and finally, I don't know what worked, but I'll give you a little hint how to deal with difficult people, like the party, communist general secretary of the Communist Party of my university, how to deal with difficult people. If you don't have difficult people, you're a liar, you know. <laughs> All of us have difficult people, even in church, maybe especially in church, you know. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of a, a, a blonde and brutal, you know. <laughs> yeah, but how? Either win him over or wear him out, for I shall not be moved. Amen. <laughs> Two W. Win him over or wear him out, for I shall not be moved. Amen. <laughs> just as I am. Billy Graham said, just as I am. But after several times, I think he was even worn out. More, more than worn one over, he was worn out. Just, just want to get rid of me from petitioning every day, you know, like the widow. And said, what do you need? I'll help you. Besides, three years I served under him with, you know, uh, respect and obedience. He helped me get a special permission, go to the banned book section of the university library to find what I needed for my study of secular English literature, which had Bible quotation. And I thanked him, and I went. They did not know there would be a Bible, but if you could find one, you'll be automatically authorized for two weeks to study for your academic pursuit of literature understanding. So I went in the basement of the university library. They sent me. It was a banned book. Full of banned book, like storage house, you know, just unclassified, a pile everywhere, boxy pile. I had to clean one place after another, dusty old. And because of spirit of persistence that the Lord had given me, finally, eventually, after much cleaning, dusting, several hours, in one of the corners labeled Western pornographic literature, I found a copy of the Bible. King James, not even new King James that I'm using now. King James Version. It was the first time I saw late October 1983, a holy Bible labeled as Western porno. And it changed my life forever from that very moment. Two weeks later, I finished reading it. Two weeks later, I finished reading the Bible. Because I had only two weeks. I didn't want any moment to be wasted. So, you know, it's good to have some time pressure, you know. Praise God. 
And a journey, a journey from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21, it touched me so profoundly. Not just the Proverbs of the Old Testament. I'm a worshiper of knowledge and wisdom. I memorize a lot of Proverbs. And not only Proverbs of the Old Testament, parables of Jesus in the New Testament. But more than the proverb and the parable or the life, compassion, life of acceptance, life of not tolerance, acceptance, 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 compassion, forgiveness, and love of Jesus overwhelmed me. As I was reading Jesus, especially the last words of Jesus, the seven last words on the cross, the seven last words, I began to cry. And I didn't even understand why. I began to sob and cry as I was reading, and I suddenly realized my Bible had to be delivered. They would take it away from me in two days. Now, second week was coming to an end. In two days, I just, out of hunger for the truth, for meaning, for purpose, my, my darkness began to disappear. My hatred, my bitterness, my anger, full of deception, full of wickedness, disease, disease, began to be exposed. I didn't even realize, you know. I thought I was okay until I read in the Bible. In the light of holiness of God, I realized my wickedness, you know. And I began to get some notebooks, college notebooks, and a copy from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21. And before they took away my Bible, wherever it touched my heart, it gave me hope and joy and peace and a few, some power, uh, purpose. I copied about 300 pages from the Bible. Hallelujah. And finally, my Bible was taken away from my hand. But no devil or demon could take away the word of God from my heart. Hallelujah. The devil did not give it to us. And devil can never, ever take it away from us. Hallelujah. And the Spirit of God continued to minister to me by His power and through whatever I copied. I call it the manuscript because I did have a little preservation when I copied. I memorized most of it. At that time, 20 years old, memory better, you know, almost 21. And day and night, I began to have dreams. Remember, never met a Christian, never heard a Christian. Black, white, brown, yellow, whatever. But Spirit of God touched me. And I want to tell you one thing. This is, this is proven in theology, and I know many hundreds of them, even Church of God preachers who are former Muslim, uh, some of them even trained to be, to be, to be uh, you know, Muslim, uh, imams, whatever they call it. Uh, listen, all came to God through one thing, dreams and visions. May I tell you, through dreams and visions uh, and, and a preaching of the gospel house to house, over 30,000 in China a day come to Jesus. And over 1,000 Muslims come to Jesus Christ every 24-7. Hallelujah. Because of the power of dreams and visions. Because God said, I will pull out my spirit upon all flesh. Your old man shall dream dreams and your young man shall see visions. And even upon your maid servants, I will pull out the same spirit of dreams and visions in the last days. And we live in the last days. Anybody who doesn't believe that is simply blind, even blind, you know. And I'm expecting persecution even to come to America. So get ready, get ready, you know. And listen to this. As a result of, uh, of the dream, which I saw for not six, one day or two days, six, seven days or six nights. I forgot exactly, but about a week. I saw two giants fighting after I went to sleep, after reading, memorizing the scripture. Which I had a man who copied, and I saw two giants fighting. I thought it was a Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris, free double feature kung fu. You know, I was with Chuck Norris not a few years ago in Dallas, you know. Oh, praise God, great honor. Show me a few moves, you know. Amen. <laughs> Testify, you know. But, uh, but that's giving testimony. I heard his testimony personally. But eventually, after bitter, bloody fighting, I saw the evil one being defeated and destroyed. Destroyed, and the victorious one uh, stepped over him, crushed him, and rushed towards me and calling me by name. 
I never had, not once or twice, six, seven days at night, he came running towards me, almost like the, the, the parable of the prodigal son. It's really the prodigal father in compassion, in mercy, in grace, in acceptance, right? And calling me by name, just like Isaiah 43, verse 1 says, fear not. For I have redeemed you. I call you by name and you are mine. And when he rushed towards me, he shouted to me, Hong Yang, Hong Yang, do not run away from me. For I was wounded for your transgressions. And I was bruised for your iniquities. By my stripes you are healed. For I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am Jesus Christ, your Lord. That's how Jesus came to me. And I tried to flee. I was trying to flee because I was scared. Like all the other onlookers. Because I was not the only one watching this free double feature Kung Fu, you know. <laughs> but I was the only one who could not escape, who could not run. I was even sinking to the miry clay and the bottomless pit of communism and atheism and Darwinism, Marxism. But when he lifted me up, he was constantly calling me by name. Hong Yang, Hong Yang, do not. And I woke up shouting, praising God. And to that very day, December 1983, my life has never been the same anymore. And my life will never be the same anymore because Jesus touched me and Jesus made the difference in my heart. Put your hand together and praise Lord. He touched me. He touched me. And all the joy that flooded my soul. Something happened then. Now I know. He touched me and made me whole. Praise God. And that's how I came to, to faith without even a human personal witness until eight months later. I began to have how I got to know Church of God. Cleveland, Tennessee, Lee College. Merle and Carolyn Dirksen, you might even know them. They're still teaching there. Merle and Carolyn Dirksen have been here 52 or 53 years now. We took one year to teach in China, and they happened to come to teach in my rural provincial university, Henan University. And it was from them, I received a Bible. 21 years old, for the first time I had a Bible in my life. I only had a Bible for two weeks as Western pornography in 20 years, you know. And, and later, through their introduction, I got to know a few other secret believers among the students. And then some of them, their fathers, famous underground preacher, living martyrs, spent 20 years in prison, 18 years in prison. One of them, 27 years in jail, survived. They had committed Christian cannibalism even in labor camps or Christian labor camps. It's unbelievable. I have pictures. Come and see the pictures, you know. Uh, and we smuggled out of prison. It's unbelievable. I listen to this. What happened is this. And uh, through them, I began to be introduced to foreign groups who give us Bibles. They are holy smugglers for Jesus. When I think about Starfield Church of God, I think about several groups that were sent under Brother Steve McCullough going there for holy smuggler. And we have holy smuggler of Jesus right here among us is Kafa. Give the Lord the praise. Hallelujah. And tens of thousands of Bibles were taken to China. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Smuggling is not, not holy, but the Holy Bible makes the smuggler sanctified. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Because in all things, as I was sharing with the men's group, we must follow Acts 529. And this is going to be where the major problem, even in America, as it has been from the beginning of our faith, Acts 529. I call it the Peter principle. In all things, we must. Just like Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be, be born again. Don't be surprised. Don't marvel at this. Because he said, we must obey God. In all things, we must obey God before man. That means before the law of uh, Washington, D.C. Or, or, or Jackson, Mississippi, it has to be the word of God. And when there is a major conflict, and more and more conflict is coming. I'm telling you the truth. When there is a major conflict between the law of man and the word of God, we have to choose to obey the word of God. Choose you this day whom you shall serve. Joshua 24, 15. And willing to pay the price. That's why the word witnesses, proper translation, is that ye shall receive. Do not miss. Ye shall become my martyrs. Witness. 
willing to die. Be ye faithful. The verse for the underground church in China is that, be ye faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. This is called a blood baptism. They talk about blood baptism, not just fire baptism, not just water baptism. They talk about even persecution, fire baptism. You shall be baptized with not just water, but with the Holy Spirit and fire. Persecution fire. Confiscation of your property. Right now, it's only critical race theory. Later will be, be practical race struggle. No, no, no. Class, class struggle. Just because you have more car or bigger house. It, it, just like it happened in China, 1949. It's all, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, in the network. But you have to choose to follow God, be willing to pay the price. That's why I have so many martyrs. I have many, many preacher friends, dozens church God leaders in jail today. And you can pray for them and see their pictures. I will point in several to uh, Brother Randy who met them uh, in China. And they are in prison today for preaching. Because of facial identification and social scoring, you all see them. It's, um, no country is more controlled technologically than China. 1.4 billion people, they can instantly identify you and nail you. Every move, everywhere. Two cameras per person in the whole nation. Every pole you see, every bridge on the highway you see with 15, 20 cameras. Everywhere. So please, and now they are buddy, buddy with the new strange bedfellow, Taliban. They're directing the Taliban and giving. Now, so who is guiding them to fly our Black Hawk? Our Chinese expert, military expert. This is, look at this situation. But 1983, I met, uh, 84 rather, August 84, I met this couple. And this couple gave me Bible, discipled me, introduced me to the, I never heard of underground church until an American couple introduced me. Strange, you know, from, from Cleveland, Tennessee. We didn't know how to pronounce Cleveland. We said, oh, you're from Cleverland. Cleverland, Tennessee, you must be clever, you know what I mean? <laughs> and Lee College then, right? Mm -hmm. And the doctors, Marion Carey, they discipled me out of fear by the Holy Spirit, called to the ministry, and they contacted Dr. Ray H. Hughes, who got me a scholarship, and I came to America, miracle God, because when I went to apply for my passport, I had to go to the community authorities, God blinded their eyes and translated the word of school of theology into school of technology. They said, you have full scholarship, and you're going to get your master's degree. Now you are finishing a bachelor. We need American technology. Go study for your master's in this school of technology. Give the Lord praise for the most powerful, soul-saving technology. The only technology that can deliver soul from Satan's hell. Hallelujah. And that is the word of God. Amen. Heaven and the rest of the story. 115 some nations. We're well, not for the pandemic uh, year of the past. Uh, we would have been to over uh, 120 some nations. Five, six new nations had to cancel due to this. But now we're moving in the past several months, preaching, teaching again, ready to go in two weeks, Panama, building a Panamanian center for world missions of the Church of God. Centro Panameño de las Misiones Mundiales de la Iglesia de Dios in Panama City. Panama, not Florida, Panama Central, Santa Panama. And, and you pray that some of you will join us on some mission trips as COVID goes away quickly. But why did I read that passage for you? Because of four reasons of the Great Commission. Wise man knows what to do. A wiser woman knows how to do it. But it takes the wisest of the wise to know why we do what we do. You know, journalists, the question, when, where, how, why. But the most difficult, most profound is the motive. Heart, heart. Above all things, guard your heart. For it will affect everything you do. I, Jehovah the Lord, look only at one place. Why? Why do you, you know, heart, right? First and foremost, we carry out the Great Commission because there is a command from above. Go ye into all the world. Matthew 28, verses 18, 19, 20. Go ye into all the world. Preach the gospel to all creation. Command from above. All start with C. The first reason why? Command from above. 
Matthew 28, the most complete version of the Great Commission. And do you know the Great Commission is based on the Great Commandment? A-L-L, four times. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. Mark, uh, Mark 12, uh, 30, and then love others unto you, uh, as yourself. And then you can go into all the nations, uh, all power be given unto you, teach all things, and I'll be with you always. Amen. Praise God. It's powerful. Teach them of all things. And then not just a command from above, Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Second is that we must hear the cry from beneath. Second C. Cry, seven cries I want you to study and find out in Luke 16. In hell, he cried out seven things. He petitioned seven, seven things, six of them impossible. Give me some water, show me some mercy. Impossible. Let me, even better, I've got a better idea. Let me cross over to go to your uh, place, bosom, like Lazarus in your bosom. Father Abraham, it is a typology of God, right? By the way, that is not a parable. Luke 16 is a literal vision of heaven and hell. I'm telling you, it's not a parable. Didn't say the kingdom of God is like, no, 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 it's a, Jesus saw. And then that's seven cries. The last cry is the only possible. Every, after he ran out all the six options, he said, please, another cry. Last cry. Send somebody, like Lazarus in your bosom, to my father's house. Because I have five other wicked, evil brothers who would need to hear the gospel. Otherwise, they would end up in hell just like I am burning in, in flames. Wow. If it is to be, if it, if, if it to be, it's up to you and me. His last command must be our first concern. That's why. So command from above, Matthew 28, cry from beneath, cries, seven cries. Do you know the seven last words of a dying church? I hope it never happened to Starkville Church of God. It's not happening or never happened. We never did it that way before. Bad. Because we're refusing the creative power of God. We need to be creative because our God is known as the creator God. <laughs> so Command from above, Matthew 28. Second, Christ from beneath. Third, a call from without. Acts 16. Come and help us. Macedonian call, and I'm presenting to you the China call. You know, and I don't have time due to time. I cannot uh, show the video, but you can Google and see a video I recommend highly. Chinese receiving their Bible for the first time. You'll see instantly, one minute, you'll be deeply moved. It's a team that I organized and led many times from this church. Uh, right now, supposed to have a, uh, not, not next week, supposed to have a, a mission convention, but with COVID, I had to postpone it in Williston, outside of Gainesville, Georgia. Williston, I mean, Florida. Williston, Florida, outside of Gainesville, Florida. But, uh, but the team went to, to, to take in Bibles, and I have seen it many times myself. They just grab hold of the Bible, waiting 20, 30 years to get their first Bible, weeping, crying, kissing the Bible. Thanking God on their knees. It, you can just Google and see. Chinese receive, receive Bible for the first time. You'll see it. Oh, uh, another one is rare footage of the secret church. Rare footage of the secret church. Those seven minutes will change your life. Will shake you. If God doesn't awake you, he will shake you in order to wake you. You know, we need to be awakened. So that we'll get rid of this woke culture. Amen. Deceiving, deceiving. And then the last, not least, is the passage we read on the screen. It's called what? It's called Conviction from within. Not just a command from above, Matthew 28, first one. Not just cries from beneath, Luke 16. Not just a Macedonian call or call from outside, from without. But it had to become a conviction from within. 
unless it becomes a conviction from within, like the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 19-23, unless it becomes a personal conviction from within, then even the commandment from above, even the cry from beneath, even the call from without would not work until it becomes a conviction, personal, deep, profound conviction from within. If it's to be powerful, it has to be personal. If it's to be purposeful, it has to be personal. Conviction from within is First Corinthians chapter 9 that I read. And I challenge you today to think about this. Those are the four major reasons why we carry out the Great Commission. I can, of course, give you 900 millions of reasons because 900 million have never heard the gospel in China today. One Bible for 40,000 people in China. And now government is confiscating from house to house Bibles and burning. You can Google and see, type Bible burning in China. You'll see everywhere, videos and pictures. Rampant, even including my own house church in my father's house. You know, whose funeral, they would not even let me go back to attend, 2018. Because I was still banned seven years unwelcome. But even the, uh, the house that he gave to the church, Bible school and church, now all destroyed. But those who, who escaped now, they are running all over China. The Bible schools did the ministers. And I just got the latest report. They have reached out and they have won several Dalai Lama Buddhist monks on the rooftop of the world. Dalai Lama. And now they have become followers of Jesus Christ and supporting the ministries of these teenage preachers from my little village. From my father's house, literally my, my, own, my own father's house. Now they are, they are ministering to Tibetans, which is known as a rooftop of the world. 29,000 feet above sea level. We, were among, we, we thought we were high, only 15,000 feet above sea level in, in, uh, in uh, uh, Peru ministering there. You know? But So these are the four most important Bible reasons that we must carry out the Great Commission. Because we have a command from above, cry from beneath, call from without, and a conviction from within. And the greatest mission field that I represent beyond not just China is, of course, China. Nine, 1.4 uh, billion people. They, they don't even allow one cross, not even a cross in your own house, in your own bathroom. You have to hide your little cross. No Bible, no cross. Dictator is un unreal, like back to Mao's days 40 years ago. There's persecution going on right now we have not seen in 40 years. Since the death of Mao, since 1979, nothing like this. Past 40 years has been relatively peaceful money making, everything made in China. Pastor introduced me to Lantern not long ago. Now I present you, Brother Hong Yang, like everything in Walmart made in China. <laughs> I try to take it as a compliment, you know. But listen, and you, can, you can help us with the Bible project, and that's why you can Google Chinese receiving Bible first time and help us with an underground pastor in training for only a dollar a day. I call it DDD, dollar day different. Your former church helped us greatly in Batato. In Batato. And uh, one dollar a day, you can support an underground Bible school student. We take it for granted. We thought a meal without a meat is not even a real meal. But we were preaching, teaching in Uganda, Rwanda before the COVID. These preachers came. Many of them are former Muslim in Uganda. They said we have now seen meat in one year. When we supplied some chicken pork for lunch, crying. I said I could understand the feeling a little bit because I used to have no meat, any, not even chicken feet, you know, uh, for up to two years. So this morning, with pastor's favor and permission, pastor, can I get a few ushers to help me? Do we have some usher who can help me give everybody a faith promise? Yes, my friend. Thank you. 
Yes, if you can. And I want everybody to have a faith promise card. And I will turn to pastor to pray over it. Every dollar we, we can receive for missions, 100% uh, will go for the project. Bible for China and Bible schools. We operate 13 underground Bible schools. Listen to this. 1998, we had no minister, no house church. Now we have thousands of underground churches and over 500 preachers. Graduated from the 13. Give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. Graduated from the 13 underground Bible schools that we directly support. And those who graduated 2009, let's say, or 2019, the first one, 2018, we started. Now they have started many more Bible schools than underground churches. It's just awesome. They are on fire. And they memorize the Bible. Before you come to Bible school, you have to memorize the Gospel of John and even the book of Acts. It's tremendous discipline, you know. And uh, they are worthy of our support. You, you can support an underground pastor for $100 a month, even $50 a month in the rural areas. And a Bible, $10. We have a matching fund that if you give $10 for Bible or $50 for Bible, it becomes double. Matching fund from a church in North Georgia. And come see the display and get some information if you like. And I have written a brand new book. My wife and I wrote a new book. And also testimony. You heard a little highlight, but I have the complete version of not only my testimony, but 15 underground pastors sowing in tears, reaping with joy, and it will bless you, challenge you. Turn with me to the first page. On the upper right corner, if you can do anything today, whether it's $5 or $50, whether it's $20 or $10, you can do something today. He said, among uh, my gift today. Thank you, my friend. God bless you. My gift today, whether it's cash or market uh, check, market, or uh, it's credit card. You can put a credit card information. World Mission will not abuse it at all. And I don't ask you to do something I don't do myself. And knowing Star Richards God since 93, uh, I always support uh, other mission projects other than just the underground church work in China that we've been overseer of. Praise God. Now sending missionaries to Muslim nations. I'm ready to send some to Northern Africa, Mauritania, Eritrea, Ethiopia. Praise God. And I'm constantly in Morocco and Mali and Senegal. Praise God. God is good. God, I have greatest burden in communist countries and Muslim countries in Northern Africa. So please partner with me. And going in two weeks, you can support us with this building center of missions in Panama, Central America. Whether it's $100, $10, everything counts. And 100% what you give, 100% will go to the mission project. And I thank you so much. And if it's credit card, market, and give us the info. And give us your info on the left so that we can give you a proper mission credit. Tax deductible. I know you're not doing it for, for, for tax purposes. But I think this is about the only country where we can get a tax credit for giving to, to charitable causes before they take it away in a few years. You know, we live in deep darkness of deception. We need to wake up. Church needs to wake up and be shaken up like Acts 431. After they had prayed, the place where they were praying was what? Shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And the characteristic of the infilling of the Holy Spirit is not just speaking tongues. It's that they began to preach the word of God with one thing. Boldness. And it's by boldness that the other people recognize that these were disciples of Christ. Because when they saw their boldness, Acts 4.13, they realized that these people had been with whom? Jesus. Wow. So if you can do anything at all, whether it's a, a, a big or small, it doesn't matter. And I hope and pray some of you can give something on a monthly basis. And I seem to get some positive message from Pastor and Randy that your church as a whole might be able to do something as you have done for years. Whether it's $100, $300, doesn't matter, but it's faithfulness and they add up. Whether it's $10, you may think it's not much, 
But if you add up, that's 120 a year if you are faithful. And I thank you for your faithfulness, for your sacrifice, for your generosity, uh, uh, Pastor. And uh, you have new height in, in missions, and your church will be too small to have uh, uh, people. I believe that because it's growing. I feel the uh, spiritual energy of expansion and a mission in this place headed by our new pastor. And I thank you, pastor, and your family, and the pastor. Oh, give the Lord a praise as pastor come and pray and receive this. Tear the last page. This is your official temporary receipt until I write to you and give you update and Thanksgiving and official receipt for tax purpose and record. But right now, after you fill this out, tear the last page and put the white and yellow according to pastor's instructions. Come see me in the lobby and any questions and check out our newest book. Thank you, pastor. Oh, praise God. I'm going ahead of myself. Write down the project number in the gray area, uh, in the upper right corner in the gray area, the project number 060. Thank you, pastor. Dash 0036. Indeed, pastor helped me ship out many boxes of Bible to the holy smugglers all over the United States. I know that. 060-0036. It has been our project number for 32 years. To God be the glory. We joined mission 1989 in the midst of another China, Wuhan virus or whatever called the massacre on Tiananmen Square, Texas machine gun. That's when I joined missions after uh, getting my doctorate degree, and God has blessed us now all over the places. And it's because of wonderful, wonderful churches like the Starkville Church of God, and you are the church. You don't just have a beautiful church. You are the wonderful church. Thank you. God bless you as pastor pray for us. Tear the last page for your record. Thank you so much. Amen. If, if I can get, can you grab a couple more? Do we have more offering plates? A couple more offering plates that we can, we can take these. Um, uh, yeah, put those into, into one there. Brother Billy, will you help me? Will you grab one more offering plate? Oh, well, we got two. Never mind. She's got these both here. And if, you, if you've got this filled out, like he said, uh, tear the back off and you keep the last one. This, this makes you feel good and old school here, triplicate. I was telling... I was telling Jaden about carbon copies the other day. So what's a carbon copy? I don't know what a carbon copy is. Um, so this takes you back a little bit. So if you will, uh, tear these first two off. One of them the, our local church keeps, as you'll see, and one of them uh, will go to the missions department. So once you've filled it out, and uh, uh, I do know from my experience in missions, that's why I told him that project number, make sure that you have that on there. That way it goes to this project, and uh, they will, once this is done in the next few weeks, you'll get a receipt to whatever address that you put on here. And uh, so you can do that. So at this time, if you, and you can give if you've got any cash, or if you want to put it in there, you can put it in this offering also, or if you want to turn this in. If you check, yes. Make it to the Startful Church of God, and then we'll send one check to the missions department for this. So uh, as they will right now, if you've got them, they're coming this way. How many of you got anything? Just raise your hand if you want them to take anything right now. Got a few hands up. Uh, and while you're doing that, we got a minute-long video is ready. Go ahead and, and show that video that he's got. It's not even 12. Don't panic.
There we go. We're almost there. Slow down, slow down. Everybody will have your Bible today. So don't rush. I thank God. I praise God. My first Bible, my first Bible. I thank God this was we're desperately praying for, desperately need. When I hold the Bible, I can see the faces of those who are given generously and take the risk to bring this Bible to our church. We are very thankful. This is what we need the most or we desperately need. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. How many of you appreciate the word of the Lord today? Let's let Brother Hong know we appreciate him coming and being with us today. Thank you so much for giving today. I appreciate your generosity, and I know that the Lord will bless you. And I want to do, I want to do one thing. Go ahead and stand. This is the closing prayer. We're getting out of here. Uh, but I have, I have continued to, to say this over the course of the last six or seven months and, and what I believe. And I believe what he said. I want to receive that in Jesus' name, that there'll be more people than we can hold. And you know, I'm, I was going to share this in a couple weeks um, in our when we have our council election, and I'll share this, no secret. I'm believing God, and what I want to see is I'm believing God that we will see this place filled. See it filled once, have a second service, fill it up twice, and I believe God will, we fill this thing up twice, hey, we'll tear this down or expand this, we'll do what, and I believe that God's going to use us, what God has continued to put uh, on my heart, and I know so many people's heart, that we are this city set on a hill. Here in Starkville, Mississippi, we are in a strategic location. God has got great things ahead for us, and I'm believing. And so I receive that word. More, more is coming. More is happening. We're going to see it. I believe it. How many of you believe that? You'll agree together with me this morning. Come on, give God praise this morning. Amen. But I want you to come. I want you to come and pray, and I want to receive that. I want us to just pray and believe that, and uh, then we'll we'll be dismissed. Just prayer dismissal prayer too, and yes. just pray that that you said that we're going to receive that today. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah! More vision, more passion, more action, more mission, more soul, more desire, more, more expansion of the church, even through persecution. Father, I thank you, Lord, for arousing in us this spirit and this passion, a passion to know you, Jesus, more intimately, to love you, Lord Jesus, more intensely, to serve you more gladly, to trust you more deeply, and to obey you more completely, and to proclaim you with more boldness. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, I pray the richest blessing upon each and every one, brother and sister, in the greatest stock of your church of God, continue to bless them and use them in a more strategic way and a powerful way and give them peace and joy and passion and a purpose. I'll give you all the glory and honor in the name of our name, Jesus Christ our Lord. And everyone says, Amen. 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 Amen.